Hey everybody! It's Halloween time! And it's reboot already underway! No! This is so bad. Why wouldn't you just switch out the intro music and the in, in post? Why are we not fixing this in post? That is, that is, that is the move. Because I wanted to do the real music, but also have like a rolling intro so we can talk. Hey guys, I'm one of your hosts, Jacob Lacey. It's the spooky month of Halloween. Halloween is not the name of the month. The name of the month is October. The, the month is October. And uh, I'm one of your hosts, Jacob Lacey, joined again today as always by David Boo Becker. Oh my goodness gracious. And Internet, Aaron, I do not condone this. And Aaron Halloween Han. <laughs> it's better. It's, it's better than David's, if that's our standard. And um, my name's Jacob Leprechaun Lacey, and we're going full bore into this new episode of the show. Are you are you original Warwick Davis? Leprechaun. Leprechaun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You gotta go. You gotta go with the classics. Uh, this is kind of starting our Halloween-themed month. I think we kind of talked about last year that it's like, hey, Halloween's pretty cool. There's a lot of things to talk about Halloween-themed. Let's just do a whole month about it. And so here we are. It's a month of Halloween. We're going to be talking a little bit about passing popcorn. It's Aaron's week. He's going to slide it on over to us. We're going to guess things. We're going to talk about what we've been watching this week. We're going to continue the months of bumps. Guys, I might have severely miscalculated how long it will take me to watch all of these episodes of Goosebumps. It only took me like a month. Well, you're good at watching things. <laughs> and, um... and it was during the summer when I had no classes or work or anything. So. Right. And uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about probably our biggest upcoming movie segment since last year this time. It's, you know, it's awards season. We're starting to get more and more movies coming out, coming towards the holidays. People want to go see movies. It rhymes, so that means it's true. And, uh, but first, guys, we're going to start our first Halloween-y topic. Our favorite movie monsters. Bye-bye. Now, these don't have to be spooky monsters. They don't have to scare us. They just have to be <laughs> monsters. <laughs> you guys enjoying this, this show? You're not, you're not being specific enough with these topic things anymore. They don't have to be spooky monsters? They don't have no, to. No, I? Well, what about Creech? You like Creech? <laughs> oh, yes. How can one not like Creech? When I met Creech, I was like, whoa, bro. You are He's... now one of my favorite monsters. <laughs> He's he's a boy's best friend, really. Yeah. You know, just when you have him in your bicycle and you're like flying past the moon and stuff, like it's really heartwarming. Yeah. That yeah, one. that movie. The, yeah, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, so, favorite movie, movie or TV? You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say, hey, it's a TV monster. We're not gonna count it, but we will count it. Now. The thing that got me started thinking about this was like, hey, I really like the xenomorph and aliens. Or an alien and aliens, I guess. Xenomorphs. 
But I'm like... What about Prometheus? No, we don't. We don't talk about Prometheus. What, what about uh, Alien Covenant? We, we can talk about half of Alien Covenant in this household, and the other half we say no to. Well, this is a trifecta of a household. Technically, I'm the only person in a house. You are in your family's house. I... We'll, we'll move on, we'll move on. Okay, it's still a house, but I no. digress. Are you <laughs> so, the... I thought, we can't really count the Xenomorph anymore, can we? He was, or it was a good monster, but then kind of ruined by Prometheus and Alien Covenant. You know, the mystery's gone. So that leads me to my first monster. Robert. The tire from Robert. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What can I say about Robert that's not already been said in our very own episode of (laughs) a lot in our very own episode of Gateway to Cinema where we talked about Robert. What can you say about Robert that you didn't already say when you said Robert the tire? (laughs) Well, you could say (laughs) he's a tire that's alive and he's sentient and he has telepathic powers that can blow up people's minds. Number one, scary. Because he can blow people up with his mind. Also. Number two, tragic. He's a tragic hero. Did you see the way we we, uh, treat tires in that movie? I mean, There's burning tires. Aaron, do you want to start advocating for tire rights? Is that what you're telling me? Yes. After Rover, I'm a changed man. (laughs) They throw (laughs) throw a tire into the pool and he That's what got you? That was sad. And then... There's just this whole underlying thing of, will he get with the girl, you know? It's a classic King Kong story. He likes a girl. He's like, hey, I'm not really well versed in how to be a human. Maybe I'll climb to the top of the Empire State Building with her. That will show her my love. That's not really what happens in that movie. I know that, but like... I'm taking creative liberties. Is this the one with the bicycles and the moon? (laughs) Yeah, it's that one. (laughs) And and then... (laughs) It's that one. And the tire... You know, he does thing. He goes up to the house. And he knocks on the door. He's like, hey girl... I like you, but he doesn't say it. But, like, he's a tire. But he's a creative monster. He's always creative. (laughs) To be honest, I just like that a tire blows up people's heads. Again, that's all you need to say about it. It really is. Robert the tire. Who wants to go next? (laughs) I'm, I'm done. It took a very long time, so I'll go next. <laughs> I'm going to open up with my favorite monster. The Dis- and it's in a Disney movie. A little monster called Mushu from Mulan. Because let me tell you, let me tell you why. It's a scary He's monster. Fu- He's scary, <laughs> but yet funny at the same time. She shows that that size is about the heart, not about the size. And that this monster is always on your shoulder or in your bra, one of the two. 
Okay. Monsters are always a part of us, and Mushu was always with Mulan. There you go. Except I can't think of a better monster. In Mulan, too, Except, where I think they recast the role, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, it was no longer Eddie Murphy. Yeah, we don't talk about that. I don't know. I don't know how they could even possibly try to get Eddie Murphy back at that point. <laughs> They're like, hey, we're making a low-budget I mean, Disney TV. Robin Williams came back for Aladdin 3. Aladdin so. 3, Jafar needs glasses, but not <laughs> Aladdin 2. Aladdin 2, Prince of Thieves. Is that the real name of that you, one? No, you got them mixed up. Oh, so the second one's called Jafar Needs Glasses. Right, that's the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that they brought him back right after he died in the first one and they're like hey you know we know why you were such a bad guy you just needed glasses <laughs> and then it's a it's really a movie about universal health care honestly and um it's really it was really subversive for the time and uh and moving on <laughs> aaron <laughs> what's your pick it's a, my my first pick for movie monster is another simple one mm-hmm. it is Shelob from Lord of the Rings. And it's basically just because I like giant spiders. I don't. Like, the little ones, they're okay. But when you make them bigger than a man, that's when they're awesome. <laughs> how do you feel about Eric, guy? Yeah. Oh, okay. how dare you say I mean, he was just the discount Shelob, you know. Oh. Didn't have the same kind of emotional impact. But he loved Hagrid. He loved him. Did you know spiders sure. could love? Yeah. Isn't that what no, no, I felt love. Isn't that what he taught everyone? That anything can love? Is that Was that the point of that subplot? I don't know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, yeah, moving on. Did, did, the, did the subplots in Harry Potter have a point? Hey, whoa. Can, can someone, can that's someone why, just kind of run through them? That's why I don't watch them. <laughs> excuse you, sir. Excuse you. How about we talk a little bit about... Yeah, just, just uh, avoiding the question. I don't want to talk about that. Moving on. Fake news. <laughs> Let's talk about the Duke for a second. <laughs> I was gonna pick the Babadook for my second one. Well, I can change. I can change. No, no, that's no. Cool. I'm changing it. It's too late. I'm already changing it. How about Mr. Why don't Smoke you do a little Monster? wombo combo together? We can wombo combo. I'm, I just want to throw honorable mention to the smoke monster from Lost. Ooh. Honorable mention. But is it a monster? Well, that's a good point. We don't want to spoil Lost for anyone that hasn't seen it yet. So I just want to say, hey, just watch Lost. It's a good show. The Babadook, Aaron. Now this is, yes. you know, we can meme on Rubber, we can meme on Shelob as much as we want. Babadook's a pretty, like, heavy, dark monster. <laughs> like, I don't think we can really But he's also a meme. Well, he's also a, a huge meme. meme. Him and Pennywise are married now. Uh, yes, I've heard that. Good for them, man. See, that's the thing. If the Babadook taught us anything, it's that anyone can love. <laughs> With, oh, that was, that was the point of the movie, yes. Yeah. Uh, no, the Babadook's like, for real. They did it much better in that one than in Harry Potter, I think, you know? Like, they're similar material, that. but... Even if, even though that's not the point of the Babadook, I almost believe that it teaches that better than Harry Potter. <laughs> um, no, the Babadook is real good. Babadook's real good. 
Um, we've talked about it kind of at length at this point on the podcast. Um, but I think just as a monster that is unseeable, it has like a deep metaphorical meaning to what it is. It's got good points of being a monster right there. And I just like his style. You know, the oh, yeah. pop-up book. Put a lot of care and effort into that. He you know, did. you can tell. And that that's why he gets so mad when she trashes it. And then he gets so Right. Mad. He, he spent all that time on those cutouts and those drawings and making the rhymes work. <laughs> And, and then she just burns it. And that's a lot like Pennywise in It. Like when Bill's like, hey, it's not real. He's like, am I not real enough for you, Billy? It's like they both get really offended when you trash their hard work. <laughs> it's, they, they both have such And that's care. why they're perfect for they're each other. They're perfect for each other. Are they perfect for each other? I think they are. I think they are. What do they know? Do they know things? Let's find out. I think that I don't. I mean, the Babadook, I don't know what, I don't know what this episode is at the moment, and it's certainly not serious. So. Uh, we're, we're, uh, shipping two movie monsters together. Right. That's, can that's what ship, this topic has transformed can into. Can we ship Shelob and Rubber together? Or oh, I was thinking Shelob and Creech. Shelob Because and Creech has, like, the tentacles. David, and, what's and, your and, second <laughs> movie monster? My second movie monster is a lot more conventional. Okay, okay. It's Matt Damon's character from Interstellar. Because he chose... <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. A lot more To sacrifice the human race. Because he got lonely and scared on his mission, and he wanted to go home. So he lied, saying that his planet was good. Spoilers for Interstellar. Yeah. To bring them... It's too late now. <laughs> but yeah. To bring them... To his planet, and then he tried to kill Matt McConaughey. How like, that what are you was doing? Not all right, all that's, right, all that's right. the most monstrous. That's the most monstrous of thing uh, of this entire film. Like goodness gracious. Yeah. Yes, it turns out man was the true monster all along. How did I know that's... we were going to go that way with this? Like even beforehand, <laughs> I'm like, no one's going to take it that way, and then that's how it ends. Jake, Jake, every single one of these topics I've taken to the. Furthest extreme. I know. I mean, you do not understand this. I know. It was Aaron last week, though. So. Huh? So. Right. I don't know. Aaron, do you have another pick if you don't want to? No, I was going to go with the Babadook, so. Okay. I think we're great. We're going Babadook. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, let's move on to the upcoming movies of the week. You're a cop. Done your job once. Was good the biggest upcoming movies of the week segment we've had in a gall darn lost time. A gall darn long time. <clears throat> I know words. We're not moving. We're not doing this between every segment, are we? No. But oh, I'm God. just going to throw it in. I'm just going to throw it in when the, when the mood's right. When the mood's right, we're really feeling <laughs> so never. spooky. You're not feeling spooky? I, I'm not a very big fan of Halloween. I wonder how many people think we're drunk this episode, because it's probably more than, uh, more than normal. Uh, so, Blade Runner 2049. I haven't seen the first Blade Runner, so... I mean, I want to be excited for 2049, but I haven't seen the first one, so I can't really 
And I'm the kind of person who's not going to go see this movie until I've seen the first movie because I have to keep them in order. Otherwise, you should watch the first movie though. Because mm-hmm. didn't Jake just give a high praise? Oh, yeah, high praise. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not as high as Aaron, but it's a high praise. No, because yeah, for me it's like my number eleven film of all time or I something saw like some that. People trashing the yeah. final cut on the internet last night. Is there ways I can watch this? Yeah, rent it. Ooh, Lacey, did you not buy it? Some better ones. No. Oh, I thought you had gotten the uh, Blu-ray pack with like the five different cuts. No, I wanted to, but I probably will now. So, David, if you want to watch that Blade Runner, I can toss you the disc, play a little frisbee with it. We can go see Yo. it in IMAX. I'd love to see it in IMAX. I think this would be a fun I mean, movie to see in IMAX. I agree, but I need to see the first one. Well, that's first. why I'm gonna toss you the disc like a frisbee. All right, I hope that thing whips on over here okay, very soon. <laughs> I hope it whips on over. All right, anyway, 2049. Aaron, you've been trying really hard not to get excited for this movie. I mean, I'm like in the position where it's like, okay, great director, great cast, great everyone involved great reviews so far really great but i'm just so nervous about being disappointed yeah yeah i can't i wouldn't be able to handle you know having the long-awaited sequel because how many sequels of all of like all the like long delayed sequels that have come out in the past few years like this is the one where i've actually like cared about the first movie enough to be like this nervous about it. Yeah. See, like, I'm excited and I can't stop that. <laughs> because Denis Villeneuve. I'm excited to see what he does with this. You know that shot in the trailer where it's like the big hologram pink girl like pointing at Ryan Gosling? Apparently yep. that's not CGI. And they just did that. And I'm like cinema is alive (laughs) it's amazing i'm excited yeah i'm excited for this movie i mean i'm gonna see it did not realize until today i was looking at the flick at the round tomato score again this movie is like three hours long what wait how long is actually how actual long it's well it's closer to like two hours and 45 minutes and reportedly, like, ten minutes of that is credits. But still. I'm long. so excited. <laughs> I can't not be excited for this movie. Especially after having seen the original. And I'm like, alright, that's a pretty good universe. I want to see more. Show me more. And that's what this movie's going to do. And it's also got Ryan Gosling. Who did a pretty good SNL last night from the skits I saw. So, like, he's on a high point right now. I can't think of anything else he's done recently. That's really great. Like, one no, of my favorite no, S- things of SNL all time. No, SNL is the, obviously the pinnacle of Ryan Gosling's career right yeah, now. Yeah, like, definitely. I, I don't like, even know why he's bothering to still release this Blade Runner movie after, after SNL. Yeah. Did you I mean, see? don't forget he's a complete liability at Corner for remembering the Titans. <laughs> oh, yeah. So don't forget that. that. Complete liability. I, I, I still haven't seen... Remember um, the Titans. Did you see the intro, like the opening monologue for SNL, Aaron? No, I didn't watch any of it. I gotta send it to you. It's like not that good, but my heart just soars when I watch it. <laughs> and that's all that matters. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for this movie. I, Aaron, did you want to do like a Gateway to Cinema follow up? I mean, are we ruling out the possibility that this gets a Best Picture nom? Because you know, I, I'm not getting excited. <laughs> But also, <laughs> I'm on the best picture now, hype train already. <laughs> you know what? Let's hold out hope that it gets a best picture nom. And if it does not, then when it comes out on Blu-ray, we'll do a follow-up. How does that sound? All right. Yeah. When we can watch it again, and then we'll know. Or when, whenever they release the alternate cut of this film that is presumably inevitable. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> Let's move on. This time they're putting voiceover back in. I might die. I might just be like, oh, it's a noir film. Oh, I couldn't tell. Like, oh, that's a little throwback to the Blade Runner episode of Gateway to Cinema. And uh, you should listen to that if you want to know about Blade Runner. Um, oh, yeah. The yeah, mountain yeah, yeah. between us is big. It stars Idris Elba and Kate Winslet. And they get oh, this is the one that with the mountain, right? <laughs> and also the one with the, the bicycles in the moon, right? Like, that's this one? Yeah. <laughs> the joke. All right, so say what you will about season eight or nine of uh, The Office, but there's a really good joke where they're on the bus. And he's like, hey, I have that new movie, on, or, um, Limitless. And then she's like, hey, is that the movie where he becomes Limitless? <laughs> and that's what that just reminded me of. It's so good. <laughs> the Mountain Between Us. I saw one trailer for it, and I'm like, mm, I don't really like these kind of movies. So I'm not... What kind of movie is it? I don't even know what this movie is. <laughs> oh, it's like Hatchet. It's a what? You know, you know the book Hatchet. Yes. Yeah. It's like that's it, like a survival thing. Yeah. But it's a ro- it's a ro- it's a rom com no. survival. <laughs> no. With the Idris I don't think it's romantic. And I don't think it's comedic at all. I'm calling it. I'm I'm waiting for the okay. rom com to come out. There's a dog in it. Pretty sure the dog's gonna die. Don't want to see that. I mean, Idris Elba. I love it. I'm in. I do love it. I'm in. That's that's all I need. (sighs) Will I end up seeing this movie? Probably. I've seen some trash movies in my day, and this is getting pretty good reviews, so it won't be trash, at least. I don't know. Didn't want to say anything more. Aaron's never even heard of this movie, so apparently. Just, no? We good? We good on the... We're good. Are we good with this mountain (laughs) that's been... Uh, who's all excited for the My Little Pony movie? I didn't even know this was a thing. Um, David, you're not, you're not, you're not a brony? Uh, no, not at all. For people who are, I hope you enjoy this movie. I hope it just makes you happy. Uh... So this trailer played before a movie I'm going to talk about later. And I'm like, okay. It didn't look bad, but I'm like, this isn't for me. So. If this isn't a live action, if this was live action, I could debate it. <laughs> but 
Yeah. No, you're, you're, you're right. If this was live action, I would be all in. <laughs> so that that assumes you're not all in at the moment. Eric. Like like doing the the Disney Jungle Book version yeah, you where you just do the photorealistic CGI of the ponies. I'd be in. Indeed. So wait, Aaron, you're saying you're not all in right now. I I actually watched the trailer for this, not in theaters, just on YouTube or whatever, but it it's weird. Like I it looks like they're just kind of like sh- shoving the actual cast of the show aside and then like here's all these big names we got for the movie yeah. and those are like the only people they credit in the trailer yeah. are the big names that they added specifically Tara for the Strong. movie Tara like they, like they don't even credit Tara no. Strong. <laughs> she's like has has had her nose to the grindstone for like 30 years she gets to be in a big animated movie and they're like she is in this movie <laughs> like oh what Tara Strong's like what's happening my God, this is my movie. So yeah, would you? What's would you? With the <laughs> no, pause. Would you rather want a live action My Little Pony or a live action Care Bear? I'm leaning a little bit towards Care Bears. I'm leaning. I'm leaning. Oh, that's tough. Aaron, what do you think? I think Care Bear. You get that like cross generational appeal because you know there's all of us who grew up with it, and then all the little kids can also enjoy it. So, yeah, you know. I want to see. I want to see a pink bear with like a rainbow on his chest, standing on its hind legs, using its power to like stop the <laughs> evil. I don't even know what the that evil thing me. is in Care Bears. That sold me right there. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with Care Bears. Care Bear it is. All right, good. I don't know. This is a movie that I'm like. It's the same thing with the the Angry Birds from last year. Although by the time this is out on or Netflix or whatever, it's gonna be too late. But where it's like. I'm not like interested to see it, but I'll see it, and it certainly looks better than the Angry Birds movie. So, my little sister's yeah. probably watch it at some point. I'll probably be in the same room or something. <sighs> the animation looks all right. Yeah. Looks like TV animation, but like it doesn't look atrocious, like Despicable Me Three. Despicable Three. That's that's your standard this year for atrocious. Animation? I mean, that's the worst animated movie I've seen this year. Oh. I mean, the Emoji movie. I haven't seen it, so I can't use that as my atrocious animation. I'm, I'm still waiting for uh, Rock Dog to hit streaming or Holy something. Oh god, I forgot that even existed. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> my Little Pony's done. Let's Give us a Care Bear movie. Let David direct and write, and then we'll watch it. Please. <laughs> I want that to be my opening directorial debut. Alright. I don't think anyone's using the IP anymore, so you'd probably be fine doing it. Uh, The Florida Project. A movie I'm super excited for. This is the one we watched the trailer for, right? With, uh, is it Willem Dafoe? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And A24? Yeah. It's an Oscar movie. Yeah, I'm I'm sold. I'm just that. Willem yeah. Dafoe, A24. I'm sold. Um, it's going to be a Best Picture nom. If, if anything this week is a shoe-in for a Best Picture nom, it's the Florida It's Project. My Little Pony. Oh, oh wait, what? I thought, I thought we were going to finish that sentence together. But... No, no, we didn't. Um, but it's already got great reviews. I believe this was at... Sorry, TIFF. Um, that, I, that's my... I'm just going to say I'm not going to spell it out, but now it's too late. 
I could have just spelled it out, but I'm just going to keep going. Yeah, TIFF. That, that's what all the, the, the top-end critics call it, <laughs> TIFF. That's how, that's how you know you're in the inner circle. You just call it TIFF. It's like, I don't even care enough. I just call it TIFF now. Um, but it's already got great reviews. Um, and it's just that coming-of-age story. Something that I love so much. And it's coming out, and it looks pretty good. Uh, what, about you, what about you, Dave, or David? Are you ready? Are you ready for this one? Yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of coasting right now. Yeah, not really in those coming of age stories. But it looks so. good. <laughs> but okay, Aaron. Yeah. Florida Project. See, see, like I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be like the guy. Be like, oh, I hate war movies. No, I like every other war movie that I see. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I hope that tickles your uh, titties for you. Enjoy that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not even gonna bother to cut that. So, all right. Uh, better watch out. A Christmas movie. In October, not it's not. No, I know. Gonna be as good as Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part Three. Better watch out. That's for sure. So this movie looks kind of interesting, <laughs> right? <laughs> I haven't seen anything for this. It's like Home Alone. But if Home Alone were a horror movie... A Christmas movie. Oh. Uh, like, no, if Home Alone were like a horror movie where the kids... Like, I, I thought we were going to finish that sentence together again. No. You keep on letting me down. You know, you know, <laughs> that's all for two, Aaron. Like, you I, I don't even know if you should, sw- you should swing for a third right now. Maybe try <laughs> try with me, someone who has a little bit of superior of a mind. That's true. David and I are always in sync. Lacey and it's, I, I don't know what's It's kind of true. <laughs> as much it as is. we both love Lacey, but me and Aaron have the same... Same grind some of the time. As soon as soon as we both picked uh, Jaden Smith for the Star Wars remake, as Jaden oh, yeah. Smith as Luke, that's when I knew. <laughs> that's when I knew. All right. Well, since you guys don't know what this movie is, let me read it a little bit for you. This holiday season, you may be home, but you're not alone. In this fresh and gleefully twisted spin on home invasion horror babysitter Ashley must defend her young charges when intruders break into the house one snowy night, or so she thinks. Basically, like, the kids are evil and they try to kill the people that are breaking into their house, like, brutally. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, it sounds wow. kind of fun. <laughs> wow. It's got good reviews so far. We've like we got great fun activities going on the podcast today, I guess. <laughs> Got 92% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. It's probably a pretty good movie. I'm excited. I'm going to watch it. It's going to be a good movie. I don't know, guys. I just want Halloween movies. I don't want Blade Runner 2049. I don't want Medea 2 Boo Holiday 5. I don't want Wish Upon 2, Wish Upon Again. I just want Halloween movies. 
You know what I'm like, saying, like, dude? Like next year's Halloween movie. Yeah. From Danny McBride. Let's do that. I want a James Franco Halloween movie. Where's that at, Hollywood? It's called This is the End, and it's one of the greatest films ever made. Oh, God. Okay, move on. Move on. And I don't want My Little Pony, the movie. I want My Little Pony, the movie, too. Too many Dave, David, David, let's move on to what we want. What this leave Lacey... I'm still just like naming stuff for the rest of the podcast. I'm just in the background, like, and I don't want it. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> let's move on to what have we been watching segment this week? Boys. What, should I go first? Uh, Aaron hasn't gone or... in a long time. Aaron, do you want to go first? Why don't Aaron go first? I mean, I can go first. I probably have, like, the longest list of any of us. That makes it more fun. Mm-hmm. Longest first. All right. So let me start. I'm going to start with the movie I watched this week. Another 2017 film. Gerald's Game. Oh, that's right. I forgot you watched this already. Yep. This was, this was a film that I was very kind of hyped for because, you know, Stephen King you? adaptation... And Netflix original, so I don't even have to pay money for it. You know, that's it. Like I'm in. How dare you? But, you crap but all over the name of Mike Flynn. You're paying for Netflix, so technically you are paying for it. You, I hate. I you, hate. You made fun. You made fun of Jacob last week. Yeah. So now <laughs> I can't I mean, let you go. This is just well. Thing, well, dude. technically, my dad pays for Netflix, and I okay. just you know have a different account on his account. So wait. So you're saying I could have said that this whole time, and you would have just let me off the hook? I mean, that's logical. It makes sense. So Gerald's game. <laughs> Yeah, again, it's from Mike Flanagan, who is a director that I have been kind of like the controversial opinion about for most of his films. Because Hush, obviously, Lacey and I fought a lot about Hush last year. It's a very good movie. And and, uh, Oculus, I did not like as much as a lot of people did. Oculus is good. And then... then, Ouija Origin of Evil, I guess, was my previous most favorable response to one of his films because that's okay just kind of falls apart at the end and yeah. isn't terribly scary overall no like I, th- I think that's how i would describe mike flanagan as a director is that he tends to be he's a great craftsman like he shoots all his films well and everything i just never find them scary and i don't know exactly what he's doing wrong but okay. very difficult to watch it sometimes like i'm like a person who watches a ton of horror films and really? there's this like really <laughs> <laughs> Shocking! I know. My but bad. But there's this like really gruesome scene in this film that like I could not like I had to look away for. Like, wow! I don't even want to go into big details because it's towards the end of the film. It would be a major spoiler, but it is both really a really great scene and really hard to watch. Okay, like green room hard to watch. Like green room hard to watch. Ooh, okay. All right. So yeah, really so tense, really fun. well acted, and then my only complaint is that the ending right. goes on for way too long, and it 
gets kind of like hokey is maybe the word. Okay. I don't know. It, it like there's some stuff from like King's novel that probably worked better on page than on screen. And so it just kind of the, the ending kind of ruins a lot of the tension that came before. But overall, really like this movie. I will be watching this eventually. It's not a part of my 31 Days of Horror uh, because I forgot to put it there. But I will be watching this eventually. Yeah, you gotta you gotta make sure I don't win that competition. I, you're ahead now, and I don't like it. Or are you? No, I think you're still one ahead of me. I'll take it. All right, so moving on. Moving on, uh, TV. First, want to mention, finally caught up on The Good Place, season two. Oh, I haven't been watching that. You need to watch uh, really? this like as soon as possible, Lacey. Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Lacey wasn't watching a TV show that he wanted, that he told us he was going to watch. It's okay. It's okay. I might catch up tonight after the podcast. But like seriously, it's I don't want to say anything because I want you to like just go in fresh. But it is so good. Like they are continually like fight you know like it's so I, it's a completely different direction from the end of last season that I then I thought they were going to go in but it's like such genius television like this is some of the funniest most you know most creative and just well-made television that I've seen, like, all year. Like, watch the show if you are not watching it. That's what happens when you get a producer of Lost on there. Right? Do they really have a producer from Lost? I believe so. Drew Goddard, right? Oh, yeah. 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 No. Yeah, now I remember that. Because I do remember, like, before the show started that they were had interviews, like, we learned from Lost how we were going to make this a long, sustaining uh, premise. Because that's what everyone feared at the beginning, and they just nailed it. Yeah, I'm so excited. The season one, it's definitely the most surprising show of 2016, I think. I'm trying Lost, to- I, I agree. Yeah, well, no, I'm, I'm trying to think back to other shows from 2016 that I watched, and I don't think one shocked me at how good it was more than that did. Week to week, just hilarious. So I'm, I'm glad to know that it's uh, doing well, that it's still a pretty good show. So Yeah. All right, so that's movies and TV. But now, a little something pretty quick, but pretty special. We're going to be talking a little about the pilots. It's pilot season. <laughs> uh, remember my advice, David. I heard your advice, <laughs> I, and I ignored it. I heard your advice. I, I considered it. You know, I, I let it rattle around my brain for a little bit. Yeah. And then I saw that uh, Young Sheldon was on, and tell me about how that. So I watched Young Sheldon, life. and it was about as awful as we all expected it to be. Really. It has, like, no jokes. Isn't that the point? At all. Isn't it supposed to be a more serious show? It is. It definitely seems like it's supposed to be more dramatic than The Big Bang Theory. Because it, it very much kind of like the, the Wonder Years 
style, you know, family doing the like family drama with a tiny little bit of comedy, but it just doesn't. Once watch a, a, a dramatic TV show about a kid. No, child actors are winning now. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, oh. <laughs> I don't know if you're being serious or not, because Stranger Things is a very popular show. Okay, and uh, but but yeah, uh, so we'll not be watching this film anymore or this film, this series any further than the pilot episode. I will say though that I do think they have a pretty solid cast. Like if I had to say something positive about the show, they have a solid cast. Like right. in the sense that they do a good job of capturing like younger versions of the main characters, as well as I know the main characters, because I don't watch The Big Bang Theory. Wait, are all of the main characters, like, kids in this show? No, not not all of them. Just, like, Sheldon and his mom and stuff. Okay. I was like... If, if it was kid versions of all of them... It would be Big Bang Theory babies. It would be horrible. Because it would completely contradict the Big <laughs> Bang Theory and how well, they met. You know, And like, if there's one thing... That you know, people really love about the Big Bang Theory. It's it's the continuity. That's what you, you can't mess with that. Now, you know how it's like Muppet Babies and Looney Tune Babies. Would it be Big Bang Babies? Would that be the name? No, of that's show? that's something different. We don't we don't want to watch that. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and moving on. Moving on. Uh, other pilots. Real quick. Watched me, myself, and I which is a CBS comedy, follows the same person in, like, three different time periods of his life, it's in, like, the past, the present, the future. <laughs> Did what? they just steal This Is Us? Yes, kind of. Okay. So, but this one, the, the kid, I didn't realize this, well, I wouldn't have recognized him when the trailer for this first came out, but the, the one who plays the kid version of the character is uh, from It. He played uh, Eddie, I think, in It. <laughs> Oh my god, okay. <laughs> so that was actually pretty enjoyable, seeing him, you know, doing some more comedy. And okay. then uh, Bobby Moynihan is oh, the Bobby. adult, the, the younger adult version of the character. And I forget the actor who plays the older adult version. But So you got an alright cast, but I don't really understand what their vision for the show is. Because they're like trying to tell like three different storylines in every single episode. And I don't know how well that's going to work out for them because they like there's like barely any story for any of the three well, time periods. Is it a thirty minute show? Yes. Oh. So it's like it's like seven minutes for each time period. Uh, okay, <laughs> that seems like a poor choice. Like I understand maybe an hour being three stories, but come on, guys. No. So, yeah, we'll not be watching more of that either. Next up, one hits the, the, good, the Good Doctor from ABC. Okay. It's... Oh, that, that, I've seen trailers for this. It looks awful. It's really awful. The, the, the only recommendable aspect... Are these is that, things things that describe a doctor? He should be a surgeon. That's all I just uh, like. Uh, all <laughs> it's the YouTube ad over and over again. Now the is this is Norman Bates, right? 
Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. The one recommendable aspect of the show, Freddie Highmore, still a great actor. You know, he does he does a really great job, and he makes it watchable. Mm. But like the scripting is like so on the nose, like and like like David <laughs> is uh, exemplifying for us. <laughs> Writing is terrible, and and you know, like I'm not the ultimate judge on how well it handles its uh, representation of autistic people but i feel like from what i've heard not a great job yikes that's disappointing it feels like movies aren't good movies and tv shows aren't very good at handling stuff like that i don't know that i can think of like a great example yeah i don't know what would be the like high high mark but this is not it, oh. and I will also not be watching any more of this. All right. Another one hits the chopping block. All right, so final pilot for this week, but I'll probably have more for next week. Marvel's The Inhumans. Oh, yeah, Jesus. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a masterpiece, you guys. I'm... You know, from, from the uh... scripting to the costuming to the set design. It's, it's beautiful. It's, it changed my life. It was so beautiful. It, it, it made me cry. It made me laugh. It, was, it, it, it made me feel... It, it made me feel like human. <laughs> no. No, that's not quite right. It made me feel like something more than human. It made me feel <laughs> inhuman. I read the uh, the AV Club's article about how did they let this show get out looking like this. <laughs> and like that's when I was like, no, nah, I'm never watching this. It is seriously so embarrassing for Marvel. <laughs> they need to just focus on Netflix. Even that's taking a turn, I hear. So. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, they got the same showrunner for this as they had for Iron Fist. Like, I don't understand why Marvel, you know, hitched their horse to this wagon, you know? Like, it's... Is he why cheap? would you get the guy responsible for the last four seasons of Dexter? Is he cheap? That might be my only... I don't know. I don't know either. But this show certainly is cheap. And it shows at every single second of it. How does uh, how does Lockjaw look? Lockjaw is definitely the best element oh, of really? this. He he looks okay, like for a TV budget. Mm. He's okay. He's he's fine enough. He's he's likable enough. But I've also heard that he like disappears from the show eventually because they just couldn't afford him anymore. But, so it's awful, but this is the one I will still be watching. Yeah. This is only eight episodes, mm -hmm. and they released two right off the bat, so it's already a fourth done. I have to stick around. I have to know if it can get worse from here. I, I, <laughs> I just... This was their grand idea they canceled the inhumans movie and they're like let's just make it a tv show this will be better no no just don't use the inhumans 
Why? Oh yeah, that's that's like the worst aspect of the show, though, is that the Inhumans are like the worst people, like ever. It's like we don't want to root for them because it's they're basically introduced to us like, oh, we're the king and queen of this society, and all these people who don't get Inhuman powers have to go work in slave mines. Oh, what's this? We're being overthrown. Guess what? We're still the heroes of this show. Don't you want to see us reclaim our throne so we can put more people in slave mines? Like, that's literally how they're introduced to us. They have slave mines, and they're the heroes. It's so bad. Scott Buck, right? He's Scott the Buck. I hate No this. lumberjacks yet. No, no. But I'm sure they're coming. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Oh, boy. I hear they're on the Lost Island, though. They are, yes. Shot on location in Hawaii on the Lost Island. So there you go. That's another reason to watch for nature porn. All right. Is that all you got? So that was my week. All right. You know what time it is. No, I don't. You don't? Well, no. why did no one tell you? I thought, I thought we got that memo out there. It's not flashing on my screen. It's not flashing on your screen. I, the memo. But the memo. It's just got to be the. It's got to be the. The month. Oh, it's the month, boys. The month. A booms. That was bad. <laughs> anyway, we'll do it again. <laughs> The month of Pond. There we go. That was a little long to start a little early, but that's all right. Uh, we got some interesting episodes this week. Uh, let's start with uh, the glorious, horrible that is Ghost Beach. Oh, you finally got to uh, it. I think these might be the four worst child actors I've ever seen in anything. <laughs> Especially yep. the little redhead girl. She's very bad. Yeah, I don't know what Charlie Brown sees in her. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I didn't know this was the deep cut of Peanuts jokes. I didn't know that's what this podcast was all about. Why would you have me on your podcast if you don't like <laughs> deep cut Peanuts jokes? That's what I'm good for. Um, so Ghost Beach might be the worst thing I've ever seen in television form. It's like, overall, the production's kind of good on this episode. Like, I think the, uh, like, the special effects of, like, the skeleton faces over the kids' faces, they're kind of creepy. They look nice. There's, like, uh, some pretty good sets and stuff, but it's just, it's just ruined by one of the worst concepts, the worst actors, and the worst dialogue I've ever seen <laughs> or heard or had to put up with at any TV. There's a scene where a girl turns 270 degrees in the opposite direction to point at a cave and says, that's where he lives. And you're like, who gave her that direction? <laughs> who told her that's, th this is how we really want this scene done. We want you to 
Uh, look one way, spin around, point at the cave, then say, that's where the ghost lives. And fine. But then I don't she know goes, fact, this episode did have a director. Yeah. It's, Same director as the mummy, in fact. As the mummy? <laughs> As as the movie, the mummy, the oh, Tom Cruise, the same, same, same director. Oh, okay, I got you now. I thought you said the mummy from the episode was the director. I'm like, there was no mummy in this episode, but maybe there was. It was so boring, I fell asleep. No, um, that, that was the twist. They weren't ghosts; they were mummies. I like. I hate Good making one. fun of little kid actors because, like, again, they're kids, and like, they'll get better maybe one day. Don't but... be. They they put themselves out there, and they deserve to be torn down. There's the one girl. I love the way you think. The one girl delivers all of her lines like this. She's like, "We saw you from across the beach, and we thought we'd play a good trick on you." <laughs> it's like, and then the, the ghost of Harrison Sadler. He lives in that cave. And I'm like, why is this her delivery on every line? I don't know what she's trying to tell me. <laughs> like, oh. And then there's like, uh, all this stuff happens. That guy's not a ghost. It's whatever. And then they get trapped. The little kids die under a bunch of rocks or something. I think there were ghosts. Never. Ex- I mean, the ghosts are... The kids are specifically claimed ghosts. The old man that they crush with the rocks, we don't know if he's a ghost. That man died. And so <laughs> they go back to their grandparents' house, and then their grandparents are ghosts, too. And they're like, we're going to eat your dog. Then the episode ends. Oh, that's their cousins. It's not their grandparents. Their cousins are like 75 years old. (laughs) Yep. 10 out of 10. I would give this one a solid... 10 out of 10 if I ever saw one. I'm going to give this one a solid... 720 out of 90. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Alright. That's... Okay. Moving on to the oddly named Monster Blood episodes. There's Monster Blood Part 1, and then the second one isn't called Part 2. It's just called More Monster Blood. Yep. I think they got lazy on that one, but this one's bad. I don't like it. It's kind of dumb. It's like, an, like the concept's like, okay, whatever. It's this thing that keeps growing and it eats everything in its path. But then I remember reading a book a Goosebumps book when I was a kid that was like the blob that ate everything? Yes, but that is a episode later, I believe. No, I mean... I'm like thinking that, of the right one. I get that. No, no, no. I, like, I, I get that. But also, they're the same concept. <laughs> like, it's the exact yes, same Yes, they thing. are. <laughs> so... You're just realizing right now that R.L. Stein recycles ideas? <laughs> like, you're this far into the show, and you're just now realizing this? I mean, I was giving him the benefit of the doubt. And I'm like, maybe he's got a good bump up his sleeve. I don't know. This is not a good bump. Um, there's not even really much to say about this episode. It's like Gak. It's like Nickelodeon Gak. At first, and they throw it up in the air, and it bounces way high, and it lands on the ground, the dog eats it, and the dog gets sick, and you're like, dog's dead, whatever, dog's dead. And then it's like, no, dog's not dead. Dog gets real big. He gets to be the size of the house. And then the cat... With some great special effects. Great. Top notch. You know, I actually didn't mind. I didn't mind the special effects. 10 out of 10 bumps for the special effects. (laughs) Special effects. (laughs) Yeah, I really didn't mind this. 
the special effects in this one. I thought they were, like, cheesy, but, like, it was fun. So I, I liked it. Um, and, like, the cat is, like, a, a lady who, like, is evil. And the dog just barks at her, and she falls into the monster blood. And gets eaten, and the monster blood goes away. I don't know why she backed up into the monster blood. The dog could not reach her. And she was fine. Monster Blood Part 2, otherwise known as More Monster Blood. Uh, bumps on a plane. I think this was like one of the like four or five episodes that was originally written for the show. Like there's a second Monster Blood book, but it's a different plot. So this is this is when they're working. This is from their own genius, from the just the show writers. This is what they come up with. Yeah, so this one's just snakes on a plane, but with monster blood. And the fact that they wrote this originally for the show explains a lot, because it's really bad. This is, like, one of the thinnest plots they've ever had. There's, like, kids on a plane who all know each other. Like, we were just at camp. Who goes on a plane to go to summer camp, by the way? I didn't think that was a thing. Maybe it's a thing. I never went to summer camp. But then he's like, oh, yeah, he's telling this one weird kid about Monster Blood. And the kid's like, I believe you, of course. Of course I believe you. Why wouldn't I believe you? I just met you on this plane. And then the cute girl's like, oh, tell me about Monster Blood. <laughs> and the boy's like, the big mean boy, he's like, hey, I don't believe in no Monster Bloods. I'm going to pound you later, kid. And then he's like, no, don't pound me. And then that whole thing happens for a while. It's just a big, it's a big meme. And then all of a sudden, monster blood's on the plane. And it starts eating people. And then it climbs up onto the top of the plane where all the passengers are. And it starts barreling down and eats all the old people. And they're like, oh God, all the old people have been eaten. We're the only people left on this plane and we're children. And the captain's just oblivious to this all happening. He's like, we're going to be landing in five... That was actually a pretty good gag. I liked that part where it's like this whole terror is happening behind him. A little too real. This movie or this episode probably couldn't be made after 9-11. Just saying. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, so that happens. And then, uh, it's like, okay, we need to feed it the airline food. Because the airline food is so gross, it kills the monster. Which is just... It's fine by me. Original script. <sighs> yeah. Original. Mm-hmm. So original. That's why we need original scripts in Hollywood, really. It's this episode. You don't want to reboot it? Already on the way? Yeah. Well, that, yeah. I mean, I don't want other people to reboot this, because I've been working on the script for this reboot episode oh script and script and uh yeah so basically things happen and uh they kill the monster blood and it's all good and the little girl's like here's my number call me if you want to talk about monster blood or something i don't remember what happens in that scene it's a bad scene and then it's like okay oh i forgot my jacket he goes to where he wasn't sitting to get his jacket don't know why and then he opens a curtain, and there's a giant ant on the wall. And he's like, oh no, monster blood! Finn. I give, I give it 50 out of 100. 
bumps. I'm, oh. A nice, a nice little half there. All right, so the final one this week. The Scarecrow walks at midnight. He certainly does. This episode, probably the one, like, other than the Night of the Living Dummy one, the one that I think would actually scare kids the most. Yeah, I can see it. It's spooky, because cornfields are, like, scary to kids. Now, as an adult, I don't think it, like, super translates. Like, when I watch Children of the Corn, I'm like, eh, cornfields aren't that scary. But also, Children of the Corn isn't that scary, so, I don't know. Shut your mouth. (laughs) I still am forgiving you for bad movie of the week. (sighs) I'm sorry, bud. Um, But yeah, so, (laughs) Scarecrow walks at midnight. It's whatever. There's a kid who reminds me of the kid from It... Which is funny because this is basically just Children of the Corn, but with Scarecrows. And, uh, and that's a Stephen King. And then it's a Stephen King. And he's like, hey, my dad was doing all this... Uh-oh, I can't do a southern accent. My dad was doing all this dark magic. <laughs> and oh, he made no, them their no, Scarecrows stop. walk through the plains. And then he's like, oh, I have a magic book. I have the Necronomicon. <laughs> I'm gonna... Make these scarecrows walk at midnight, see? And they walk. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Is it my turn? We're not quite done yet. (laughs) We got a little bit of more scarecrow madness to talk about. This one, and then it ends by the kid turning on the thresher and like cutting up the scarecrows into millions of pieces. And, like, that's a pretty fun way to end it. Like, you can't kill people in Goosebumps, but you can get pretty close. So that was the fun part of that one. Um, and then the little kid ends it by saying, I guess I did get to ride the Thresher after all. <laughs> like, oh, my God. I hate you, kid. And uh, the thing ends by the guy who made the Scarecrows come alive in the first place reading another page, making the Thresher come alive, and barrel towards the house. So another Stephen King ripoff. So it's like, okay. And everyone in that house is dead. So that's a fun way to end that episode. What? Aaron looks confused. Much confused. He's searching for something. I'm going to give this one Stephen out of King Bumps. Because they literally just rip off several works of Stephen King. Aaron, you got some bumps? Uh, it's, it's alright. So I'll give it like 67 out of 83. Sounds about right. That's solid. Yeah, I think that's a very fair rating. Um, so I finished BoJack Horseman. Yes, tell me about it. Overall... I'd say, again, I'm going to stick by my original stance that it's not as good as Season 2 or even Season 3. It might be a little bit better than Season 1. Oh, yeah, it's definitely better than Season 1 because Season 1 has a rough patch at the beginning. But um, I still think it's great. Uh, the final... Or the, sorry, the penultimate episode is really great. It's probably... Yeah, it's my second favorite penultimate episode of the show so far. If that makes sense. After so, after season two's? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And one is pretty close behind season two. 
but and I, I mean, I don't dislike season three, but it was just not that heavy hitter that I was expecting. But this one, it hit heavy, and it hit hard. It, but in a way that you were expecting. I mean, not because you you watch when we were playing those uh video games. You told me that after the final episode, you're like, I kind of I kind of feel good, and oh, like yeah, I don't no, the feel final good episode. at the end. The final episode made me feel good. I'm I'm talking about the f- penultimate one at the moment. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, no, the final episode did make me feel good, and that might be the first time in a season of BoJack Horseman that I was like, all right, life can be happy. Or what's the Always Sunny thing where they wear the shirts, life is happy? <laughs> yeah, so that's where I was at at the end. I think it's a great a great season. Um, I'm excited to watch season five and see where we go from here because they added some good new characters. And uh, I don't know. I'm interested. I'm invested. How many seasons do you think this show is going to run? Six. Because, like, I feel like six. I think six. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I feel like they're definitely, like, kind of heading towards a conclusion. Mm Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't think one more season would be enough. I don't think so either. I think one is, one more is the bare minimum. They could get away with it. But I think there's more to tell. So, especially because the seasons are so short, you know, you have less time to cover. Who knows how this is going to end? Is it going to end with emotional growth or just complete abandonment and, like, destruction? Like, I, I want both. Right. But, like, I think that's why I feel like they're heading towards a conclusion is that it seems like they're trying to get out of the cycle of destruction and turn into, like, a more constructive cycle, especially with, like, the end of this past season. So I think that it is ultimately going to have, like, a happy ending, and they're working towards that. Yeah, at least for some of the characters. A couple of the characters who usually have happy endings at the end of the season had some pretty dark ones. And I realized why everyone was yeah. silent uh, when I said something last week. <laughs> and everyone just yep. kind of got quiet. And was like, uh, I'm like, okay. And the next thing I was going to say. So, overall, good season of television. My final thing. I watched a 2017 movie. Went to go see it in the theaters. The Lego Ninjago movie. Ooh, stop supporting the series. Uh, Lego Ninjago is like not very good. <laughs> There's wow, eh. wow. It's no, I, I, I told can, you. I can admit when I'm wrong. When oh, dude, I admit, David, it's gonna be good. It's a Lego movie. They're always good, David. It's gonna be good. Wow. I don't think I said that about this one. I said I was afraid of this one. I was afraid that this would be bad. And I don't think it's bad. It certainly has its moments. I think a lot of the... Like, a lot of the jokes and a lot of the gags still land. And that's the best part of it, are all the jokes. But that emotional hook that both the Lego movie and Lego Batman movie have had, where it's like, oh man, I'm about to cry and this is a Lego movie. It's, uh, that's not here. They try, but it just, it falls flat. And it also falls flat on the action front, where the Lego movie and Lego Batman have great, like, final climaxes, 
I mean, that's what that movie means. They have great That's what that word means. They both have great climaxes. This movie uh, just decides not to have one. And you're kind of like, uh, so where did the end of this movie go? It's like we just skipped a big final battle, and now we're at the end. Like, Do they... Oh, so it's not just like they're trying to set up a series of sequels no. to, like, t- you know... I know it doesn't tie into the TV show, but obviously there's a long-running TV show where they've had... I didn't even know that. Whatever. Yeah, unlike Cartoon Network. Um, this makes me sad. They just had such a huge cast of, like, good players in this. Jackie Chan is obviously having fun doing this, and I think that's maybe one of the best parts, is that you're like, oh, old Jackie Chan, he's having a good time, and, you know, that's good. But they waste people like um, Abby Jacobson from Broad City, who's, like, a great comedian, and, like, she has very few lines in this. And you're like, okay, just kind of wasted that. Michael Pena, he's pretty funny. Doesn't have very many lines. Okay, that's good. Zach Woods... He's a funny guy. Has like three lines. Very good lines, but only a few. But I think the thing that, like, I don't know if this has been shown in the trailers. I only watched the first trailer, so I'm not going to say what it is. But I think there's a very good, like, reveal in this movie, too. And it's probably the most fun part of the movie. I was giggling in a theater all by myself. (laughs) And so I really enjoyed that part. But... Overall, you were know. in the theater by yourself, or oh, yeah. you were the only one giggling. I was alone. There was no one else oh. in my theater. Yeah, it's kind of sad to seeing how far the box office has dropped off for this one compared to the last well, two. The quality dropped off too. So, I mean, fair. Uh, it had eight writers, eight writers for one movie, and three directors. So I think we know where this went wrong. For a Lego movie, the fact is a Lego movie, that's where it went wrong, right there. Oh, God. David, you just are so cruel to these movies. They're so good. Yeah, boy! Uh, Alright, so, David, that's all I've got. What would you like to talk about this week? You've been watching Them Thrones? Have you been watching The Throne, oh, Jay-Z, the, the, and the, Kanye? The Throne. The Throne. Would watch The Throne. One of the best collab albums of all time. Thank you for reminding me. You're welcome. But um, shout out to Jay Z and Kanye West. Shout I out. want to be on the next tour. But Thrones. I am now officially on season three. Love it, uh, the good old political turmoil. It's, it's still burning. It's still burning like a solid burn right now. I don't think I need any more political turmoil in my life. <laughs> I think I've got enough of that right now. So I'm interested to see where the show moves from here. I enjoy that all the characters continue to grow throughout each like episode, each season. Like you know how in some series like characters are just like stagnant, like for like the entire like see like series into like the final like episode, and they do like something a little bit different. Everyone freaks out. Like I feel like in Thrones. Every character continues to grow with each episode and everything that you learn about them. Aaron? Yeah. Is that, is that uh, fair to say? I mean, obviously I would say some characters grow more than others, but considering how large the cast is for the show, yes. it does a really impressive job of giving them all their own you know, narrative focus and 
character growth. And, and yeah, and like in any show, like some character, like no matter what, some some characters grow. But I just feel like as an overall. Yes, I would definitely agree with you. Yes. Um, so yeah, season three. Um, after so, and then I watched two movies. I watched Kingsman, The Golden Circle. Okay, I was gonna ask which one. Yeah. I enjoyed the action. I I, I enjoy I enjoyed this movie. There are some major writing flaws. Yeah. What do you call them? Like, Fatal flaws. Huh? What do you call the the flaw in Baby Driver? You're like, there's a fatal flaw. He jumps over. Fatal the car. flaw. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and there's some like obviously like it's supposed to be over the top, but like a few things like ju- they just don't make sense. Like logically, illogically, like they just don't make sense. Like I don't. They, we, they like, don't even make illogical sense. Exactly. <laughs> God and like <laughs> you, you haven't you haven't even seen like like I have a very big problem with like one of the major it's like a major plot like plot point to move like the story forward and like you haven't seen the movie like and I already talked to, with Jake about it on the PS4 but it's at you know what I mean do you remember that Jake yeah it was at the and so I'm like how how did they just sit down and think oh this is a good idea look. <laughs> That is certainly what I thought during that scene. I was like, someone thought this was a good idea? And yeah, and just another movie talking about those country roads yep. taking me home. Like Too many movies. I, I don't know why that's the thing. Like, what's John, going on in 2017? John Denver, is his estate is getting a huge paycheck this year. Like, three different... Country yeah, so I I obviously have more to say, but I don't want like everything that I have to say is like spoil spoilery. So, right. but I want to mention. So I enjoy, I want to mention one huh? more thing that I missed when I talked about Lego. I have to make another letterbox to list for 2017 movies that have a father figure bonding with their kid and that uses the song <laughs> "I've Got a Name" by Jim Croce. Wait, what's the other one on that list? Logan. Alright, that's a pretty good one. But, um, so yeah, so, I hope, um, for the third, because, like, the third Kingsman got green-lighted, obviously, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I hope in the third Kingsman, they, um, pull it together. Because, like, I I, I like the characters. Yeah, they're fun. I like the series, like the Hayek, so yeah. So I watched that, and I also watched um, American Made, the good old Tom Cruise. And let me tell you about it. So this is one of those based on a true stories, right? And (laughs) David is just train man today. Yeah, you you trained him well, I suppose. Yeah, I just make this face. The the podcast listeners can't see me. I just make this face, and he hits mute. Perfect. Yeah, David. You so, <laughs> so um, it was one of those based on a true story films, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna say that like the 
the story that was portrayed was a lot more was really interesting because like sometimes it's like oh it's based on a true story and then like I finished the movie I'm like oh that wasn't even that cool of a story to begin with why do we need to make this into a movie you know what I mean yeah but so so like this one was like interesting I guess and um, I went with my dad and he's a pilot so he was like all geek he's like yeah I've, I've flown in this plane I've done I've done this I'm like, oh, so he's giving me all the details and stuff but um. So, in the way that it was, if it, it feels very broken, like the way it was shot. Okay. How do you mean? Like jumping from one thing to another. I'm just like, well, oh, this doesn't disjointed. really connect. That's what you're looking for. Huh? And like disjointed is what you're looking for. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Disjointed. Sorry. I think I, I told you that already. But, I, don't, um, I don't think so. I don't think we've talked about it. Oh, oh, and so and part of the movie is like, in, like as you've seen in the trailers, him like he has his video camera, right? And it's like faced super close, and it's always like recording himself. Yeah. And like, so there's there's those parts, but then like after like it transitions, and it's got that crappy like lens to make it look like that, okay. yeah, right? Yeah. Well. Like, <laughs> Yeah. So, but then, it, but then it transitions to like, like him with Pablo Escobar, and it's supposed to be like you know just like a normal like camera crew, like so like a normal movie, like it should look good. But like, I feel like that they didn't like switch the lens. Like the camera guy was like, "Oh crap, I forgot to switch." And like, like so some shots just like really look really bad. I'm like, why? Why are they shooting it like this? Well, I think and, like it's, it's not to as take you. I, I mean, I haven't seen the movie. I, it might just be bad. I think. It might be that they're trying to take you back to what movies looked like when this happened. But but no, but that's that's what I thought too at first. But at the same time, I was like, no, like this just looks bad. Like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. Because because like I could tell because like because so, no way I can tell because some parts of that movie they did have the old feeling, you know what I mean? That the old feel to it, yeah. And it looked really good. But just certain scenes, I just like this looks all like this looks really bad. Why did they do this? Okay. So, yeah. But it was it was an enjoyable story, and um, it made me want to pull out the Wikipedia and look up the main character, figure out figure out his life, how it compared to the movie. All right. So yeah, I might see this soon. I, I'm interested enough, and this kind of seemed like early award awards bait and it seemed to have gotten good enough reviews that it might be at least up for like sound editing or something like that so it's like it's like i mean it doesn't take good reviews to get those no, technical awards uh oscar award-winning suicide squad yeah <laughs> I, yeah i know but usually is what i'm saying usually you need good reviews i don't know what happened with suicide squad but whatever um all right uh is that all you watched this week david uh yeah all right guys let's move on to passing some popcorn let's all go to the movies and get hot shells out snack is the word not out guys did you hear the uh clip i'm using for uh passing the popcorn the lead-in for the segment no because you like just put out the last of today so uh... (laughs) i'll show it to you after aaron uh but uh um, yeah, so Aaron, this week, you've got some popcorn that you're wanting to pass. 
Is that correct? I do. Are you gonna figure out like what everyone has? Got like some the tiles, quote and... Don't even worry about it. Alright. Alright, so David's got people. Which no, these aren't the right cards. These are the TV ones. Fill dead air. Fill dead air. All of you fill dead air. Uh so Aaron. Yes. Uh, what are you drinking in your water bottle that I've seen you drink? I've been drinking a Mountain Dew throwback. I'm so tired, so I don't know how... What, what have you been drinking? Well, this this is actually just water. Because this is water. from when I was feeling sick, so I still have some water left in this. So you, and I so was you eating, just haven't... I was eating Ritz have... crackers, so I was thirsty. And water, I've heard, is good when you're thirsty. I, I don't know whether it's so clean you, it or but not. You but haven't I've, cleaned, I've heard... you haven't cleaned that since you've been sick, so you're just going to get yourself sick again? Well, it's the same water, but yeah. So it's exactly the same <laughs> water for like... <laughs> Water, like, Aaron. We're not sponsored by water. All right, stop uh, giving them free. How do you publicity. clean water? If not, would love like more water. Yeah. Or ble- <laughs> bleach. Don't drink bleach. I feel like I just need to say that. Um. All right. So David, you've got quote, story, cast, and quote. And I've got story, quote characters and story. Alright. Are we ready? Ding, ding, ding. Round one. Alright, but fair warning. Lacey sent me pictures of these (laughs) cards. And they're a bit blurry, oh. so it might take me a little bit to figure out oh what, you, what you're asking for. I said you want me so, to resend them? <laughs> no, because then you're going to be looking at the cards and you're cheating. That Marissa sent them. I'm, I'm reigning champion, I haven't, so I therefore haven't, I, sh- I should yeah. go first. Wait, no, that's never how that yeah, works. If you're reigning champion, it should be Lacey goes first. <laughs> I haven't played yet on the podcast. Yeah, so I'm, I'm reigning champion. First. Yeah, which means the, the person who's not champion gets the advantage. Fine, Fine. whatever. All right, Lacey. It's a 1996 action. Story. Two men break into Alcatraz to save San Francisco from a chemical weapon attack. I don't know. Should I know this one? <laughs> Yeah. These are movies, right? Yeah, these are movies. Um, I'm just going to make a guess. Escape from LA? <laughs> no. Okay. What part what part of San Francisco made you think Escape <laughs> from LA? <laughs> Boo. I know cities. <laughs> David, you have story. You can take a guess off of what of what uh, if he tries to steal it does it use his turn if he's wrong no oh okay oh. so David do you have a guess uh, let me think I'm thinking Blade Runner <laughs> it is not Blade Runner what <laughs> oh Blade Runner what is it oh it was The Rock uh, yeah see I've always heard about that movie I had no clue what that was though Oh, all right, there we go. David's turn. All right, David. Quote. No. Oh, well, I haven't even given you the... Quote. 1982, 1982 fantasy. Quote. 
to crush your enemies, to see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentations of their women. Lord of the Rings? Aaron, no. If you're going to play this game, you got to say it with the accent. I can't. No. I Aaron, can't. Aaron, you've been putting off oh, these accents for 72 oh, wait, pause. episodes. Pause. It's Braveheart. No. Aaron? Can I at least nope. get Aaron? No. <laughs> oh, no. Fine. It's Conan the Barbarian. Oh. What was what was the? It is indeed Conan. How does it start or whatever? Oh, to, to crush, crush your enemies. enemies. <laughs> 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 to see them the lamentations of the women. There we Let's go. see if I had said that, would have given it away. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. All right. My turn, I guess. All right, 1982 sci-fi. Uh, characters. Hang on, I'm trying to... It's uh, Elliot and Gertie. Oh, that would be E.T.? Indeed. I know E.T. That's the one with the bike. <laughs> oh, that's the one with the bike and the moon. And the moon, that's what you say. Yeah, it's that one. All right. That's a two points. That's a two points for me. All right, David. 1983 drama. Story? A Cuban refugee becomes the cocaine kingpin of Miami. Scarface. You yes. got it. I had a steal on that one, too. Uh, All right. Bang, bang. Reigning champion still here. <laughs> it's <Boy>. okay. <laughs> Aaron, <laughs> I would like story, please. It's a 2008 musical. Oh, God. Okay. An impulsive young woman invites three of her mother's Ex-lovers to a wedding, Mia. hoping Here to learn which is her father. <laughs> you got some good ones this week. What was that? It was Mamma Mia. Okay, Here that's I what I would have guessed, too. My, my. How could I resist you? Why are they making a sequel to that? Are they really? Yeah, have you not heard about this? Plot twist, it wasn't her father. I don't... Are any of them? She needs to I don't find remember a new how that movie ends. I don't know. Anyway, continuing. Sorry, it's so hard times hard to make out what the card is. 2004 drama. Quote. For some men, the sky was the limit. For him, it was just the beginning. Ooh. It's a tagline. They couldn't find a good quote for this. I have no idea. Um, it's a drama? Yeah, 2004 drama. I don't know what this one is either, honestly. Um, is it up? <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's not even my turn. This is how I play games. Um, 2004? I'm going to guess... God, I don't even want to guess the pacifier. 
Was the pacifier even 2004? Or are you just no, kind of three? I just needed something on the table. All right, Lacey, do you I have a steal? I, or? I only have story, so no. It was the aviator. Oh. <laughs> oh, that that trash movie that I saw. David hates that movie. Famously, the highest uh, Rotten Tomato score of any movie we've ever done for Bad Movie of the Week. Although Sideways is very close. Both chosen by me. Yes. All right. Story. That's all I've got. All right. 1991 drama. A housewife becomes revitalized when befriending an old lady in a nursing home. Sweet God. I don't know. Um... Um, we're gonna go with the notebook. <laughs> no. No, I know it's not the notebook. But I'm trying to keep it a fast paced game. What was it? Uh fried green tomatoes. <laughs> That's what that movie's about. I would have never guessed. I thought it was about young kids, it's like eating worms and fried tomatoes together. Oh no, that was the how to eat fried worms. <laughs> That was a movie. All right, David. <laughs> 2004 drama. A- again. <laughs> Quote. Uh, why didn't you write me? Why? It wasn't over for me. I waited for you for seven years. <laughs> Dear John. No. <laughs> no, David. No. What is it then? It was the notebook. The one I just said. I've never seen that trash movie. But that's like one of the most famous lines in cinema now. Alright. Story. That's all I've got. Again, I've only got Uh, 1986 action. Hotshot pilots compete at the Navy's Elite Training Academy. Uh, Why is there no mention of a volleyball scene in that story? That's going to be Top Gun. It is Top Gun. And that, my friends, is how you win a round of Pass the Popcorn. Reigning champion should have went first, just saying. (laughs) That's rigged. The system's been rigged. Fake, Fake news. Question, because we're talking about Top Gun, has anyone here seen Taps? No. We'll get to it. Um, All right, so let's move on to the bad movie of the week. Oh, my God! I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Hey, give me my ball. Carpet day! Huh? No! Guys, every once in a while, it comes on to me to pick the bad movie of the week. I've picked some good ones, like Children of the Corn, Chipwrecked, things like The Darkest Hour that no one's ever heard of. Talked about Apollo 18 once. That was the thing I talked about. That's a movie I saw. And since it's October, I thought I'd talk about a little horror film. I've also been a little inspired by Goosebumps, so I'm going to talk about a kid's horror film. That's right. 
Today I'm talking about the Christian-themed horror film, The Hangman's Curse. Yes! <laughs> oh, boy. What a piece of garbage. <laughs> it's bad. Um, I don't even know how I want to tackle this movie. Because it operates under such a strange idea. Do you know do you know what I'm saying that like the only people who are bad in this movie and the whole reason this is happening at all in this movie are because of the goth kids. <laughs> they ruin everything for everyone. <laughs> it's like don't you think the goth kids get made fun of enough? Did you really need the Christian kids picking on the goth kids too? But but aren't like the protagonists like or no that's just at the beginning when they're like undercover yeah and they're like yeah they're, they're like in the super god leather outfits and it's like so nineties even though when did this film come out <laughs> like two thousand four or something two thousand three and like this is my problem with all Christian movies is that they handle everything so poorly they take an issue. And they think they know, like, how to, like, tackle, like, this movie deals a lot with bullying. And they're like, we know how to deal with bullying. You don't know how to deal with bullying. <laughs> because while bullying, while, while talking about how bullying's bad, you're essentially bullying every goth kid that exists in the world ever. And I just, I, it blows my mind that this is a movie that exists. But this was a movie that, I mean, we all went to Christian schools. I don't know if you guys had to watch this in class. We certainly did. We also read the book. And, like, why? Can I just ask, why? So, like, it's this weird plot where, like, there's, someone thinks there's, they're putting curses on kids and it's Satan and stuff. Which, like, okay. You're a Christian movie. You believe in Satan and all that stuff. Lean into that. No. It's spiders doing this. In a way, they almost disprove their own beliefs in their own movie. <laughs> Why are they doing this? Why does this movie exist? It's, it's, like, the op it's like the opposite of Indiana Jones, where they like <laughs> explicitly deny the Judeo-Christian God and then never address it. Yeah. It's like... It's like the reverse. <laughs> it's so confusing. It's like, there's like spiders in little tubes that they put on all the jock kids and all the jock kids' lockers, and then the spider eats its way out through the sugar. I don't know how I remember this so well, but it eats its way out of the sugar. And then it sprays pheromones everywhere, and then the boy spiders come, and they bite the people, and they like die? I don't remember if they die. I don't remember if there's any death in this book. Does anyone I remember? think some people die. I don't remember if anyone died from, like, the spider bites. Right. Oh, my God. I just, I can't do this. I can't talk about this. I just... I gotta calm down for a second. And then this Frank Peretti guy who wrote the book, acting like a regular Alfred Hitchcock. 
coming into this movie doing a cameo. <laughs> Why? No one knows who you are, dude. But, oh, my, my teacher in seventh grade certainly knew who Frank Peretti was, and he wasn't going to let us forget it. <laughs> He's like, that man is Frank Peretti. He's a genius. He wrote this story that's so good. I hate goth kids. <laughs> I love it when they're blamed for all of our school's problems. <laughs> um... Yeah, so I'm, like, reading, like, the end of the movie because I, I basically tune out at this point. Um, so, like, yeah, all this bad stuff happens, and they have, like, an anti-venom because that's a thing that happens in every movie ever where there's a venom. It's like, we created an antidote just randomly in 20 minutes. Here you go. It works perfectly. <laughs> like, I don't think that's how antidotes work, but that's all right. And, uh, yeah. Then it all is well. And the kids go to school with the kids that they were undercover with. It's like an undercover... I don't even know that I talked about the actual point of the story. It's like a family who solves crimes together. But they solve... Family that solves crimes together stays, stays together. together. But it's also a Christian family that solves Christian crimes. Somehow that's a thing. Those are my favorite kind of crimes. This movie's bad. No one ever watch it. No one read the book. I I, I listen to the audiobook. Does that count? Yeah, we can. That'll be good. We'll, we'll say you're okay on that one. You can listen to the audio. <laughs> it, it's pretty scary in audiobook form. Let me tell you. Oh yeah. That's that's the way to experience the story. Oh my god. I can't talk about this anymore. <laughs> I'm getting a little worked up. So. Maybe one day we'll tackle all the or other horrible uh, Christian films I was forced to watch in grade school and high school. But until then, we'll, uh, we'll move on to the fault in your stars. Oh, okay. I don't even have time to tell you how wrong you are. Actually, it's going to bug me if I don't. That's fine. I get that. But you're wrong and I hate you. Who's got the fault, boys? I do. What's your fault, Aaron? Is it your fault? We already established it's the goth's fault. It's not your fault. All right, what's going on? <laughs> are, you, are you introducing the concept or no? I don't know oh, if you yeah, still I do that. Oh, yeah, I always do that. I forget that. <laughs> I was like, what are you waiting for? Guys, this is, of course, the segment where we go on to Flixer. We find a good review for a bad movie, a bad review for a good movie. We throw it out there. We take out all the spoilery bits, all the things that would give it away as to what the movie is. And then the other two, we try and guess. We try to uh, figure out what the movie is. So, Aaron... You got a little bad or good review for us. What do you got? I do. All right, you guys ready? Oh, I'm ready. Half a star. Oh, boy. Spread the word to your friends. That blank movie was not scary. Your friends will take your word for it over the lying critics and fake reviews from trolls. <laughs> okay. Okay, do you have another one or is that just it? Okay. It's not more specific, though. Half a star. Just as scary as Goonies, which wasn't scary. Oh. It's it. It is it. Yeah. You didn't know that it was it, Jake? No. I, I kind of, if I'm being honest, I almost fell backwards in my chair during the first review, and I kind of missed the first half of it. <laughs> and I didn't want to make him reread it, so I was just like, let's just move on. 
But it's it. Don't trust the lying yeah. critics. Your friends will take your word for it over the lying critics, though. I know my they, friends. They're just that good of friends. Take my word for it. <laughs> um, guys, this has been the first episode of 2017 Halloween, but of course, it's also episode 72 of Reboot already underway. If you want to find us around the internet, you can find David at dbex with two s's fifteen on Twitter. Aaron, uh, yeah, boy. Oh yeah, yeah, boy. You got some spicy meatballs on there. <laughs> I uh, David, did you see Harambe has a replacement at the zoo now? He got he got mad. He didn't want to hear about Harambe's replacement. He the wound is still too fresh for him. Yeah, it's just too soon. Mm-hmm. I can understand that. Boom. <laughs> He's getting into the Halloween spirit too. Um, if you want to find Aaron around the internet, you can find him at Little Flame Dude on Twitter. Or this clever blog name is already taken on Tumblr.com. Aaron. Yes. The Night X Came Home, Volume 2. Publishing now. I don't know when you're going to get this episode out by, but when we're recording it, first installment has gone out. (laughs) Thursday it'll be out. That's what you said last time. (laughs) Aaron, I told you all about how long it's been of a week. So it will be out Thursday. Hopefully. Hopefully. Alright, well, this year, not covering a film a day is too much. That's a lot. But it's going to be running about every other day, except for like a few, like two times throughout the month. It will not run on that, like, alternating day. So. Just didn't 14 wanna, films in total. Just didn't want to do that? You got a little lazy about it? Yeah. I'm, I'm just <laughs> giving you crap. Um, but first installment's out. As I mentioned earlier in this podcast, it's Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 3. Better watch out. The other <laughs> ones will have to wait, even though the next one will be published probably by the time this is out. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you want to find me around the internet, you can find me at Jake underscore Lace on uh, Twitter. You can find me at Jake Lace on Tumblr. And then, uh, yeah, so that's it. If you want to find the podcast around the internet, you can find us at Reboot Already On on Twitter, Reboot Already Underway on Facebook. Uh, of course, go on to iTunes, SoundCloud, leave us a review. If you like what we do, <laughs> I'm stealing your thing, Aaron. It's too close. It's, it's too close. It's mine now, and it rhymes, so that makes it automatically better. I'll see you in court. Good sir. Well, inner inner podcast lawsuits. It's happening now. Guys, join us next week when we continue with our second week of our Halloween celebration. And we talk about The Bye Bye Man. There we go. We got it. See y'all. Goodbye.